Good afternoon. It's Tuesday, December 9th, 2014, and this is Chickie Fitzgerald with the Executive Girlfriends Group. I am so pleased to introduce, uh, we have a very, very unique guest today, and that is the CEO of a company called Network for Good, Bill Strathman. Bill, welcome. Hi, Chickie. Thanks very much for having me. Oh, my pleasure. And you really have a fascinating story, Bill. And one of the things that, that I do in my role as what I call a philanthropeneur is try to marry the business world with the nonprofit world. And you have done just that. So I, I'd like to I start out talking while, a little yeah. bit about your personal background before we uh, dive into Network for Good. So tell me a little bit about your days at business school. My days at business school. Well, so I went to a business school uh, at UVA, uh, and preceding that, to tell you about business school, I'd have to tell you that I was a, uh, a tree-hugging philosophy major from a liberal arts college who went to business school to try to you know, change the world by saving the environment and starting a green company. So I wasn't your typical B-school guy. <laughs> and... Uh, especially at the time. And the word philanthropeneur or social entrepreneur, which is a term I use, was not a common term. So um, I went to business school specifically uh, to start a green company. Uh, I was the one who was arguing against those who agreed with the economist Milton Friedman who said that uh, a company exists only to create financial shareholder value for its shareholders and any dollar spent on anything else was a wasted dollar. I was the counterpoint to that, um, mm -hmm. and uh, and I uh, had a business plan ready to go after business school to start my green company, and I sold out and went the management consulting route that I understand uh, you share with me in terms of our, our <laughs> I do, I do. <laughs> well, it's interesting because you ended up at, at Anderson was the first company that you went with, correctly? Correct, yep. And and so here you were, uh, the antithesis of what you had been talking about all through business school. What did you right. find when you got into the business world? Was it uh, the enemy that you had been led to believe, or, or was there something else there? It was not at all an enemy. Uh, far from it. Uh, it was an incredibly effective way to get stuff done. Um, uh, with very focused on uh, results and measurement and all the good things that go with a uh, you know, strong business approach to solving problems. Right. It's just that the problems that were trying to be solved were you know, mostly around making more money or getting folks to buy more product or services rather than the really vexing social problems that uh, really affect us. And so for me at Arthur Anderson, I was thrilled with – you know, it was almost like a postgraduate degree in business, you know, working with different companies across different industries within different functions of those companies. Um, but what was lacking was kind of the higher cause that right. uh, I had originally gone to business school for. And uh, there was a wake-up moment for me, as some of us have. Uh, on my fourth day, I remember clearly uh, – at Anderson, my mother was diagnosed with cancer uh, at the age of 53, and she died uh, seven months later at, oh, wow. at uh, 54. And then three years after that, my, I was uh, married uh, 
uh, at the uh, and still am, uh, and happily so. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> she'll um, be but, happy to but, hear that. <laughs> but, yeah, exactly. Just in case she's listening or listen. Uh, and so. Uh, <laughs> Three, she knows it. Uh, three years later, though, uh, my wife's mother also died of cancer. And so for me, you know, for the guy who had viewed himself as kind of the you know, do-gooder business guy uh, who was going to use business for good, um, it was a wake-up call. And so it, you know, I, I made some changes at that time. Not immediately going to net for good. I was at Anderson for a good eight years, but uh, right. But while you were um, at Anderson, you did get an opportunity to work in the nonprofit sector, right? I did, I did. So I started, you know, when you're not finding your uh, kind of uh, your why in what you do on a daily basis, you seek other pe- other kind of extracurricular activities to to experience that. So I started running marathons, for example, for for a charity uh mm-hmm. back in 96 um and uh i started getting uh, volunteering more i started to join nonprofit boards who could use our kind of, you know that kind of business and corporate approach locally here that were focused on the environment um and then uh, i think what you're referring to is i started a nonprofit practice within the uh Chesapeake practice of uh, Arthur Anderson that was helping nonprofits like the Nature Conservancy with right, their knowledge right. management strategy, or uh, the National Geographic strategy. Uh, the National so Geographic you you spearheaded that group. I headed that group. Well, I started that group. So basically, right. what I I I presented to them is I said, listen, there we're in Washington D.C. There are a lot of large nonprofits in Washington D.C. We can add a lot of value to these nonprofits, oh, and uh, and some some of the larger nonprofits can afford the type of uh, uh, consultation that we're providing. And so I did start that group uh, and grew it uh, to where we served organizations like the National Association of Home Builders. I mentioned that GEO, Nas- uh, American Farmland Trust, and a number of others. Right. Interesting. And and at that time, corporate social responsibility was also just coming to the forefront. I mean, it, it had always been there with the people who did care uh, about their communities or about a particular cause, but you know it it, it got a name, <laughs> and yeah. and so even when you were doing work, uh, you know, with companies that were more profit focused, there there was that niche within the company that was looking for how they could uh, give back. So, you know, it was a natural, uh, you know, for you to move on, and and actually you ended up uh, with the company that bought Anderson's assets, right? Yes, because Anderson ended um, up being uh, part of the the um, you know the accounting yeah. fraud. Yeah, well, so that was that is part of my story. Unfortunately, is Arthur Anderson with the Enron scandal went out of business, and overnight, right. eighty thousand people, including me, lost their jobs. Um, now, I didn't lose my job. Uh, we were acquired. A portion of Arthur Anderson was acquired by a company right, called by Bearing, Bearing Point. Point. That's right. Yeah, I had friends yeah, who went was, there as well. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, now Bearing Point was a little different than Arthur Anderson. It was not a partnership the way Arthur Anderson was, like a law firm. It was a public company. And mm-hmm. uh, and so I had been on the partner track. So now in terms of my story, you know, there are two pieces to it. There's the, okay, am I really doing something meaningful in my life? And if I'm only going to be on the planet till I'm 55 or 54, then, you know, I want to get busy doing it now. And what can I do to, to maybe you know help cure cancer uh, and eradicate cancer? Um, and so then the other side of it is, well, 
um, what do I have to trade for that? And at the, uh, you know, uh, financially. And so with the downfall of Arthur Anderson, the partner track, uh, was, you know, went out the window. And, uh, and so just to be candid, the financial upside that you're balancing in your decision of, okay, am I going to have a life of significance or financial success and which am I going to play for here? You know, right. the, uh, the partner track was part of that balance. And so, uh, at, after a year and a half at bearing point, that's when I made the decision to, uh, you know, trade a little bit of my financial success, uh, to have a more significant impact on the world. And now tell me a little bit of the history of Network for Good, because I know you, you joined them in, in 2004, but they were actually launched in 2001, which, you know, for those of us yeah. who lived through through that time frame uh, from the business perspective, uh, you know, even forgetting September 11th for a second, you know, it was a really, right. really tough year. So here is this concept of, uh, you know, bringing technology to the giving world. Uh, I've heard you say that it's like the, you know, the PayPal, uh, you know, for the charitable world. What was the catalyst behind Network for Good? Um, so you mentioned that kind of corporate social responsibility was coming to its own back then. So was uh, the Internet uh, and, and especially e-commerce. Um, right. But small nonprofits uh, were on the wrong side of the digital divide at the outset. There was no easy way to accept a donation online, uh, and uh, individuals could not – it wasn't as easy to uh, donate as it was to shop online. And so the catalyst was actually Steve Case saying exactly that, uh, the founder of AOL, Steve Case. Right. Uh, he basically came to the AOL Foundation and said, listen, you know, why isn't it as easy to shop uh, to as it is to shop online, as, uh, to donate online, and so uh, AOL, Yahoo, and Cisco came together actually just after 9/11 uh, in November uh, to create Network for Good, and the name was you know the concept of not only the internet as a network for social good, but also these three corporations coming together as a network. Who you know Yahoo and AOL at the time were fierce competitors. Um, but coming together for the better good to, you know, make it easier to donate online and make it easier for small charities to ride the e-commerce wave. Um, and so that was the catalyst for it uh, in the fall of 2001. Then shortly thereafter, uh, and, and what it was was, uh, you know, still what we do today uh, we do a number of other things, but the primary piece is it, it's easiest to think of it as PayPal for charity. So there are 10,000 roughly charities across the country out of the million in the U.S. Uh, 10,000 of them use Network for Good as a way to receive donations on its own web, on their own websites without having to build it. Um, we just have pages that are specific to their company that they use on their own website to raise money online. Right, and we right. teach them how to uh, tell the stories uh, as well. I can go into that. And then we also have a site where uh, – think of it, I guess, as the Amazon for charity where you can go and choose any charity. Any consumer can go and choose any charity and give to all your charities in one place. And so that's how Net for Good really got started. Uh, I came in three years later as kind of a turnaround guy. And And so help those who – do not live in the nonprofit world. How does a nonprofit 
get in a situation where it needs to turn around. So uh, nonprofits, uh, just like businesses, need revenue. It's just that their revenues come from grants and donations typically, typically now. Uh, there's a whole movement around social en uh, enterprise and uh, entrepreneurship that we, we'll be talking about probably on this call. But traditionally speaking, charities raise donations, and that is their revenue. And so, um, if uh, so, Network for Good was started with uh, grants revenue from AOL and Cisco, a $10 million seed grant that started the uh, organization. With that, they had to build a system. And uh, they also uh, funded the fees and subsidized the fees that credit cards cost. So mm -hmm. at the outset, you could make a donation through Network for Good for free. Well, Visa and MasterCard were still paying, charging for those transactions. So they had to pay out of their $10 million. Network for Good had to pay Visa and MasterCard for those transactions. And so by the time 2000, summer 2003 rolled around, you know, for those reasons and a variety of other reasons, Net for Good had run out of money. And uh, it needed to come up with either more donations, grants, whether from foundations, corporations, individuals. And so AOL, Yahoo, and Cisco had to say, okay, are we going to re-up? Right. Um, and if so, and if so, are we going to have to re-up forever to fund Network right. for Good? And that's why Network for Good needed to turn around is it did not have uh, funds to continue. And, and, and you so took a really – what, what sounds to me like a really odd route for a nonprofit, and, and that's – you actually did debt funding, which you know those, those of us who have, have founded companies and, and haven't wanted to take an investment – you know that's our choice is is to you know go out and borrow money and put it into the company um but i've never I, I mean i'm sure it must happen all the time but i've never heard of a nonprofit doing that yeah well so yeah so there's so you're right i did eventually uh, uh, the the initial piece was grant funding so i uh, i went back to steve uh, i went back to AOL, yahoo and cisco uh, and those corporations did give additional fund grants, not right. not to the tune of ten million dollars, but uh, uh, I, I went to the high net worth individuals who founded those companies, like Steve Case, Ted Leonsis here in D.C. are, are well known, right. um, and the AOL founders, as well as the founder of uh, Yahoo, Jerry Yang, who contributed, um, and a num number of other high, high net worth individuals. But to get to your point, yes, later uh, I did pursue debt, and I'll tell you why. It is not that common uh, because typically a nonprofit doesn't have uh, assets to borrow against. So if you have a building, mm -hmm. you can take out debt as a nonprofit, but you need a guaranteed, you need a, a semi-guaranteed revenue stream, right? And so yeah. unless you have donors who have committed to giving you a three-year grant, which is the traditional way in which someone might use debt, they might say, okay, well, I, I'm just going to, you know, uh, take out debt now, so I can have that cash now, and then the debt funder will then be it will be paid back by the, the the donor. What I had was unique: is I made a change before taking out the debt. I st I started to charge fees. I said, Net for Good, we can't subsidize credit card fees with grant dollars. 
we need to charge a nominal fee that covers not only Visa MasterCard, but a little of our expenses too. Right. And then I also developed software for nonprofits that was rich enough in terms of functionality, uh, but low enough in price that they could pay something for it, but not the big prices, uh, big price tags that they'd usually pay for software of this kind. Right. And so we started to charge fees uh, and started to have earned revenue like a business, which enabled me to say to the uh, uh, debt funders, hey, if you lend me 2 or $3 million, I'm going to earn it over time and be able to pay you back in three to four years. And so that is what I did. Interesting. Interesting. Well, I, I actually just wrote a blog today about uh, you know how you do pricing, right? How how you figure out uh, you know what you're going to charge, and you know started with the premise that uh, you know most people say, okay, well I bought this and I'm going to sell it at this, but they forget that overhead and they forget what it what it costs to bring people to them, and and they don't factor all of that in. Right. So as you're taking a look, I mean, clearly you do have overhead at Network for Good. You had the original development yep. and, and the ongoing maintenance of the technology platform. You're, you're obviously also operating it um, on a software-as-service basis, correct? Yes. So, yeah, so, just so what, what kind of an organization yeah, do you have? Does it look like a, a tech company's organization? It looks like a tech company. So um, – it's uh, uh, you know at the at the time at the time we're talking about, we had basically built a tech business, let's say, that resided within a nonprofit. It wasn't it was officially a nonprofit, so all the employees were employees of the nonprofit. But if you looked at right. it, you walked into our offices, uh, and you didn't know it was never for good, and they blindfolded you and you walked in, <laughs> or if you looked at our website or our products and services that we provide, you would think it was a tech company. Right, uh, and it was. Uh, and so we got to the point where, yes, we were providing uh, the best donation page for the money for a small nonprofit to put on their website at, at the time, uh, $30 a month. Now it's $70 a month that the nonprofit pays as a subscription fee. And then it was just very effortless for an executive director to use or a web, uh, their, their webmaster to configure the page and change it anytime they want with a you know, password and secure password and login. And then the donors would then donate through that uh, page, uh, and there would be a very small 3% transaction fee, which is uh, still the same fee. Hmm. Very interesting. Yeah, I've been, I've been looking through your site. I'm, I'm fascinated by it. I, I built a, a product a couple of years ago called uh, Traveling to Give because my background, of course, is in, in the travel industry and tech, technology for mm -hmm. travel. And travel is something people do every day. And I believe that it's possible you know, to give back a piece of our profits back to folks who, you know, who are already reaching out to a donor community. So I'm, I'm uh, looking at your various... Uh, you know products and services, and it, it's just a fascinating array of things. Everything from email marketing to event marketing, and and online fundraising, which you've talked about of putting the you know the donate now button and and that type of thing. So where do you go from here? What what's next? Well, for let me just let me, yeah. So let me let me talk about that because that, uh, uh, but 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 first let me you know just to summarize for for the listeners, uh, and I'll be very brief is. Uh, we have a core suite of services for nonprofits. You know, there's a uh, we 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 not only provide the tools like email marketing through our partnership with Constant right. Contact and the best donation page, but also we uh, started about seven years ago 
uh, free training for nonprofits. So we have a website, fundraising123.org. Um, mm. And we have a blog, nonprofitmarketingblog.com, right. uh, both of which uh, provide fundraisers, whether you know, raising money as a volunteer or as an executive director or as a, d- a development director for a nonprofit, um, tips and uh, training on how to raise money through social media, through mobile, through web. Um, and uh, it's real kind of action-oriented training that we provide because we want to help Nonprofits raise more money more efficiently so they can focus more on their missions on a day-to-day. So that's right. a whole suite of services, what we do. But your travel, uh, travel, what do you call it, Travel Gives? It's called Traveling to Give. Traveling to Give reminds me of a separate part of our business, which is we help companies uh, who want to do something like your Traveling to Give uh, did, give back. So uh, one example, and we almost do it uh, from with, with our technology platform, kind of like uh, an Intel inside, right, where we're right. more on the back end of the transaction. So, for example, there's a Capital One no-hassle giving site, CapitalOne.com slash give. And so if you have a Capital One credit card and you have miles left over and you've already done enough flights, or, you know, points left over, you've done enough flights and you have enough flat screens and golf bags, you can, through a partnership with Network for Good and, and Capital One, redeem your points for any charity you want. And right. so that's and so that's one of seventy partners that have also built on our platform. So those are some of the uh, 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 the, the things that we do. I'll also mention one other while I'm doing this little advertisement is uh, the uh, we have a, a gift card for charity that consumers can use. It's called the right. good card. Yeah, I was I and, was and uh, looking at that. Yeah, so it's redeemable for any charity. So the way it works is, if I wanted to, you know, uh, uh, thank you for your time on the radio program, I could send you, uh, Chicky, a fifty-dollar good card that I load up with fifty dollars. It costs five bucks, so I'd pay five dollars. I'd also uh, hit my credit card for fifty dollars, and I'd send it to you either through email or an actual card, and then you could redeem it for any charity you wanted. Um, and so that's a product that's really popular now around the holidays uh, among consumers and also companies who use it as a gift for their employees. Very nice. Um, but to answer your question in terms of where we're going now, we've actually gone through a transformation recently so that we can have a better chance of, ach- of achieving our vision. And our, our vision is to uh, – we call our destination Generosity Unleashed. You know, we believe mm. that – uh, Americans are very generous people and that we haven't really tapped that generosity fully yet. I believe that there's a latent generosity pent up in a bunch of folks and that they just haven't presented with the right ask, uh, the right te- technology. And so we want to put those compelling opportunities to give at everyone's fingertips and unleash more giving, more generosity. So what we've done is we've actually raised uh, more money and in the spirit of uh, you know, my being someone uh, uh, who, who tries to harness business for good, we've actually transformed into a do-gooder company, a for-purpose company called uh, B Corp, uh, and now have raised capital, uh, another $10 million, to scale what we're doing and try and reach more nonprofits with better software, more companies with a better giving experience, and more consumers with the ability to uh, give to the charities of their choice. Um, so that's the next chapter. We're just at the beginning of it. It's very exciting, and uh, are, are right now starting that race towards uh, generosity unleashed. 
Oh, I love it. I love it. Well, you have uh, you've just got such a great story of taking everything that you equipped yourself with uh, during business school and you know whatever your parents sewed into you as you were growing up, and you know taking all that talent and and really putting it toward your passion. And a lot of people never get that opportunity. So I, I know you, you uh, likely wake up feeling blessed uh, most days. I'm sure you've also got, you know, challenges, uh, you know, as, as you face raising each, each you know, threshold of money that, that you have. But what a great story. I, I just, I, I, I love your story. I appreciate it very much. You know, I, I'm, I, I, I count myself as incredibly lucky, just incredibly lucky i mean you know there's the saying is uh you'd rather be lucky than good any day of the week now right. I, I i've 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 uh i have this quote that i say i've worked hard i work hard at getting lucky <laughs> um, and uh which has a double entendre but i you know i i think i think i i've just been i've just been really fortunate and have uh uh just been prepared for that luck i guess is the only thing i've done um I'll tell you a quick story, you know, just in terms of how lucky I've been is I mentioned that I had uh, started running marathons and uh, while at Anderson and it started in addition to starting the practice had joined uh, boards of organizations. One board I joined was the Anacostia Watershed Society here in D.C. Mm-hmm. that uh, uh, is trying to clean and save the Anacostia River, the, the second river that everybody forgets about. Um, and uh, And it's funny. I had the idea for for Net for Good at the same time Steve Case did, or actually two years after he did, mm-hmm. and mine came from running the Chicago Marathon, raising money and my mom's memory for American Cancer Society, with a new website that a uh, company had built for the Chicago Marathon specifically, and I thought to myself, hey, wouldn't it be great if you could, if any charity could have access to this kind of technology? Wouldn't it be great if we could send an evite uh, to friends for dinner party, and instead of uh, you know saying bring a bottle of wine, saying just click here and make a twenty dollar donation to to the Anacostia Watershed Society, and so I uh, at Bearing Point started to write this business plan, and only then learned about Network for Good, and I thought okay great you know this organization has been at it two years I had no idea they were in turnaround situation you know it's founded by AOL Yahoo and Cisco and Steve Case. I guess I'll go look and see who's on the board or if I know. And it turns out that, lo and behold, someone who sat on the board of the Anacostia Watershed Society with me, and I consider a dear friend, it had never come up that she was on the board of Net for Good. And she said to me, Bill, don't start a competing entity. We're in a turnaround situation. You'd be great. Why don't you join us as CEO? So I'll take lucky over good any day. Well, that's amazing, and 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 so in in the time that Network for Good has been around, I understand uh, this past March you celebrated processing over a billion dollars in donations for over a hundred thousand nonprofits. That that is really an amazing uh, amount of impact. I mean, it would be really amazing to to take a look at where that billion dollars was put to work. Uh, it's one of my goals for for traveling to give is is as we sign up clients for that product, we give back 20% of our revenue to their charity of choice. Uh, we haven't gone down the consumer route as as you were describing of allowing each consumer to contribute. 
Um, but, you know, our goal is to be able to show on our website, you know, how many wells have been built, how many girls have been saved out of human slavery, you know, whatever the, the list of, of charity impact is. So right, I am just so excited uh, that, that you're doing something that you love so much and that you're finding ways to, to continue to transform it and do more good. Um, so, Bill, I really appreciate you being flexible to reschedule for today. I know we had a, a, a bit of a conflict on Friday. And, uh, you know, it's just a great time of the year for people to think about giving back. And uh, so where can they learn more about Network for Good? So at networkforgood.org, www.networkforgood.org, you can learn more if you are a, a consumer or a nonprofit. Um, you can find all your charities uh, in one place at Network for Good if you're a consumer, um, uh, an individual. If you are a nonprofit, you can go to fundraising123.org or our website, networkforgood.org. Uh, and, you know, we have uh, resources that enable folks to uh, – uh, you know, learn how to do a better job of raising money online from, you know, $100 at a time. And we think that's really important because, you know, I tell you, you mentioned Chicky uh, the Billion Dollars, and that was a huge, you know, will always be and was a huge milestone in my life, uh, not just professional career, but in my life. And uh, it was a long time. You know, I, we, we, I had been uh, at Netflix for 10 years. Uh, I celebrated my 10th anniversary this year. Uh, uh, and um, the, uh, the and, and I'm very excited about that. But what, what I'm really excited about, and what I'd love for you to do, is have me back when we're doing a billion every year, uh, because that's what we want to do now: <laughs> is drive a billion dollars of donations every year. And I would just say to uh, uh, any listeners out there, if you're a nonprofit, now is the time to reach out to your donors and. Uh, don't be afraid of the ask and uh, just be very strategic about it. And we can give you tips on how to be strategic about that ask. Um, and on the consumer side, you know, Americans give about 2 to 3% of their gross income. We're among the most generous uh, folks on the planet, um, but we could do more. And so yeah. I just encourage folks to do two things is, you know, kind of give till it hurts um, and uh, also do it in a way uh, that the nonprofit can count on you. Uh, set up a recurring gift, whether it's on an annual, quarterly, or monthly basis. Uh, that really helps a lot for charities who uh, know that they can count on you for a long time, and it evens out the cash flow too. Uh, so those would be my right. two uh, kind of requests as we enter this holiday season. Well, and, and I have that same encouragement for entrepreneurs of, uh, you know, one of the things, and I started this in my consulting firm. I was actually doing some consulting work for for a, a nonprofit in, in D.C. And, you know, I told them at the end of the engagement that, you know, I would donate 10% of my fees uh, back to, to their organization. And they were completely mm -hmm. flabbergasted. But, mm -hmm. you know, it, it was good for them and it was good for me. And, and so I have now built that into my company's model. Uh, and that's why we give back a percentage of our revenues to the charity of choice of whoever our client is, even if it's a, a for-profit company. Um, yeah, so I encourage them, uh, business owners who are listening to do the same kind of thing. You said it was good for them and good for you. We have a motto here at Network for Good, uh, uh, and, it, and it's do good, feel good. And it's really true. I mean, there, there's brain, neuroscience, uh, brain science that confirms that uh, triggers endorphins when we 
uh, do good. Um, there's a lot of research around that. We call it the helper's high here at Never For Good. So <laughs> it's not just for the charities. It actually makes you feel good. It has a chemical exactly. trigger in your brain. Uh, uh, so it is good for both parties. Well, terrific. Well, thank you so much for your time. And, uh, again, for those of you who are listening, you can uh, learn more at networkforgood.org. And uh, give until it hurts, right? (laughs) That's right. Do good, feel good. Thanks so much, Chickie. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. And for those who would like to learn more about the Executive Girlfriends Group, please see www.executivegirlfriendsgroup.com. And we also have a public Facebook page. And then for our members, we have a, a private Facebook group. Thanks for listening, and we will see you on Friday.